Ben season is around the corner. I feel we just finished Christmas and we are settling into the Epiphany season. And at the end of this month, we have Ash Wednesday. And when I looked, and whoever has a cell phone and uses WhatsApp, you know that you can very easily send around pictures. And right now, the pictures from Germany swapping into my uh, WhatsApp account is all about uh, carnival in the way how you celebrate Mardi Gras with a mixture of Halloween. Germany goes nuts and crazy by uh, like Halloween, you, you change into crazy outfits and, and then, well, you party a lot. But you know Germans, right? So we party a lot. There's so it's the celebration before we go into the land season where we fast, where we just party it up, right? So when we party, we then fast for six weeks. And uh, there are all different kind of outfits that you get. And one outfit that we all, I guess, like and are scared at the same time is the clown, right? So we like clowns when they're in the circus. We don't like clowns when they meet us on the street. <laughs> we all know Stephen King's It. Scrooge, my vision of clowns forever, till my sister became one. My sister became a professional clown. And she's right now on a, uh, on a retreat where they uh, practice their new uh, version or they, they have a, um, an event coming up. So she brought back the good clown. The good clown the, where they don't speak, they don't have balloons, luckily. It's balloons, never ever clown balloons. And today's scripture talks about the foolishness of the cross, the fools. And oftentimes we mix fools with clowns. But fools are not clowns. They are two different things. If we talk about fools or jesters, it's a different word for fools. They're two different things. And I learned that with my sister. Where she, when she acts, she doesn't say a single word. And her juggling skills are really like mediocre to nothing. So there is not this jester kind entertainment, juggling, doing crazy things. It's more, and, and she is not talking. Clowns do not talk. It's all about their mimics and their jesters. But the jester, especially when we talk about the jesters that served on the court, noblemen and noble houses had jesters. They were the fools that make people laugh. That was their professional description, their job description, to make people laugh, entertain them. And so the fools entertained the court, the king, the noble people who could afford one. And it was a real profession and really thought of. You know, not everybody could be a jester or a fool because you have to be very skillful in juggling and all that to be a good jester and a good fool. Now when we talk about fool, we often think we don't want to be one because it feels like we have no knowledge at all. We do everything wrong and we are a fool to do certain things. And everybody actually knows better. But the jester, the fool of court, had a certain privilege that not everybody had. They were allowed to tell the king the truth. So if the king lost the war, the jester was the one bringing the bad news. 
because nobody else dared to tell the truth what's going on. The Jesser was sent to tell the king something that nobody else dared to say. The truth of what's going on, the truth on how the king acts or behaves or did wrong. That was the job description of a Jesser as well. Telling the truth to the powerful that nobody else dared to say. And now we hear that God is foolish as well, that the cross is foolish. So we as Christians <coughs> are fools. And in general, we have the saying that fools and kids say the truth. The fools because they are allowed to do so, and kids because they don't know yet to do it any differently. They are not yet skilled and not so much lying, but telling something without telling the truth too, without telling lies, which is a huge skill that we all inherit and we all are able to do, telling something, and we are leaving certain points out. But we are talking now, and Paul talks to the people of Corinth about the foolishness of the cross, about the foolishness of God. And when we look into the Bible, God never acted right. God always acted as a fool. God was foolish enough to count on an old man, an old woman, called Abraham and Sarah, who were without children, to become a great nation. God was foolish enough to count on Moses, who killed the Pharaoh's son, to go back to the same Pharaoh whose son he just killed, to ask to let Israel go. He was foolish enough to think that this would work. God is foolish and was foolish enough to count on a young shepherd called David to hit the stone in the right place to feed Goliath to win the war. God was foolish enough to count on multiple prophets who had no support, no cord, no fans walking with them to change Israel's hearts. And God certainly was foolish enough to count on that this divine message of love will trump earthly powers, hatred, and divisiveness. And he was certainly <coughs> foolish enough to think that this message of love could be delivered by a human baby growing up among humans, walking the human path, and then dying on the cross. God's interaction with us and with the world has been and will always be foolish. But Paul makes it very clear. This God that he proclaims is foolish throughout time, but in power and in charge. Because what Paul introduces to the Corinthians is a God that is so different to their gods of the Greek and Roman world. Those gods, and maybe you look and watch Marvel movies, Thor, 
where he just stretches out the hand and all of a sudden the hammer comes right into his hand. Or where Zeus stands up there with the um, lightning bolt in his hands. <laughs> My daughter. <laughs> lightning bolt in his hands showing his power. We know all of those Roman and Greek gods, the pantheon of different gods who crawl, fight like humans, who seek for power and are jealous, just like humans, who are not faithful, just like humans, with the slight difference that they are immortal and they have a superpower. But the pantheon, those gods of the Roman and Greek world, are the reflection of our human desires to be powerful in charge, hoping that we have a superpower. But they are not better than us. They are not a different example than us. And Paul states that the God that he proclaims, the cross that we believe in as Christians, are different, is different to those gods that the Corinthians, living in Greece, experienced before. He sets an example that is so to the opposite, saying, my God is immortal too, but his superpower is the cross. His superpower is that in the weakness there is strength, in love there is healing. In the cross there is salvation. It is so different to what they are used to. So foolish to believe that this would change the world. God is different. God's wisdom is different, says Paul. For he says, for God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom. And God's weakness is stronger than human strength. Consider your own call, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. And if we admit, that's very much true so. Not many were powerful, not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world to lift it up. God chose us fools to change the world. And we don't like to be fools. But God chose us to be with him, fools, to set the world upside down, to show not the worldly powers are in charge, but God is. And God will play the worldly powers, but by God's very own powers. God changes the world and flips it upside down. Because no longer power, no longer just going your way without thinking of others, no longer riches are in charge, but love, compassion, so different than what we are used to. That's how God flips the world upside down. And how he lifts up the ones who think we are worth nothing we become the fools and tools of God in this world to change this world.
such are we who are poor in spirit, for ours is the kingdom. Foolish are we who mourn, for we will be comforted. Foolish are we who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for we will be filled. Foolish are we who are merciful, for we will receive mercy. Foolish are we who are pure in heart, for we will see God. Foolish are we who are peacemakers, for we will be called children of God. <coughs> Foolish are we who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for ours is the kingdom of heaven. And foolish are we when people revile us and persecute us and utter all kinds of evil against us <coughs> falsely on Jesus' account. Rejoice and be glad, you fools. Jesus says to us, For your rewards are great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. It is okay to be fools because the fools would change the world. It is okay to be the fools because we are allowed to tell the truth to the powerful. It is okay to be a jester, bringing the world to laugh, but also to tell the truth to everyone who needs to hear it. So let us be fools in the world, jesters to the powerful, to spread the good news, the good news of God, the good news of love and compassion that is so different to what we are used to, but so healing for our souls and important for our salvation. Let us be fools in this world to flip it upside down. Amen. <laughs>